Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, well, what's up? Let's do this. Let's uh, hang out, do some radio. Bill Ryder with you. A lot of things to unpack over the next couple hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Damian Lillard's a lonely man. And I've been talking about this on the show, but now he's talking about it with Chris Mannix. The way you feel your life, the things going on away from your job, impact your job. It's not just true for you and me and Pretty Daddy, the executive producer over here. It's true for guys who make millions of dollars playing sports. We'll get into that. Draymond Green, Jordan Poole do not like each other. One guy ruined the other guy. We'll get into that in about 20 minutes. Shohei Otani, preview of things to come. Oh, and if you missed this last week, every Friday, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening However long you've been doing that, we do Bum of the Week every single Friday at the at the end of the show. Doc Rivers has won several. Unfortunately, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer known here as Pretty Daddy, has won some, and he is the front runner to win this week. I'm going to give him, you know, in Monopoly, you get a get-out-of-jail-free card, right? Those little cards with the guy. Tom has a chance to win in about 15 or 20 minutes, a Don't Be Bum of the Week this week card. It's just a free pass if he can answer a simple sports question. So stay tuned. If Tom reminds me, stay tuned for that. Jeff Zilgit, my friend, covers the NBA with distinction for USA Today. will be on the show today across the USA. Pretty excited. I love Jeff. Pretty excited about that. Oh, you like that one? Why does that get you? <laughs> That was good. That was good. I like that one. Yeah, a little pause there. Uh, buy or sell coming up later in the show. A lot of coaching NFL news and quarterback conundrums and things folks are trying to navigate as they get ready for another NFL season and some NBA things, baseball on the way. So 
the big NFL topic of the moment, and it really is fascinating for a lot of reasons, is whether or not the Chicago Bears, who have the number one pick in the draft, a draft that features four or five quarterbacks that are held in high regard, and and obviously the quarterback held in the highest regard is Caleb Williams of USC, that many believe will be a transcendent, sure thing, game-changing, championship-winning level quarterback when it gets to the NFL. They also have Justin Fields, who's good sometimes and has upside and was drafted with the 11th pick a couple years ago, a few years ago now. It's a really interesting conundrum. A a team like the Bears that's never had a quarterback, literally has not had a good quarterback because Jay Cutler's a bum or was a bum on the football field, in, in a generation or more, suddenly has a chance to pick between a pretty good quarterback you know and the potential of a great quarterback. But there's no sure thing. Ask Trevor Lawrence. Ask a lot of these guys who have been drafted with the number one pick. And I have been, as we approach the draft, as Ryan Poles, who's the GM there, has had to figure out what he's going to do. As I have, I'm a Bears fan. As I have marinated on Matt Eberflus being the person in charge, he's the head coach, of this quarterback, and that increasing for me the likelihood that quarterback will, will fail. I have been team, let's just keep Justin Fields. Let's trade that number one pick for a bunch of picks. Let's beef up the rest of the team. We've already got DJ Moore, who, by the way, on the record is wanting to play with Justin Fields. It's not as if he's going to shut it down if, if, if Fields sticks around. And let's go with what we got. And that Bears dilemma, as we got closer and closer, has been in the news, people talking about it. I was driving around Los Angeles yesterday because parents with kids of a certain age will know this. Uh, Tom, his son, is about to be three, so he'll get there in a few years. I'm a human taxi driver. For a certain time of day, all I do is drive my children and their friends from point A to point B. I don't go anywhere more than a seven-mile radius from my house, but I live in L.A., so that takes about four hours, just going here and there. And I have a lot of thinking time. And I did an absolute 180 on my perspective, like a lightning bolt, not one of hope or joy. One of necessity and a lifetime as a Bears fan of being beat down. Because I was so little when the Bears last won a Super Bowl, I barely remember it. I came to the conclusion, to hell with it, let's just draft Caleb Williams and, and go for it. And here's why. Here's why. Because I realized that I'm so accustomed to losing. I'm so accustomed to failure. I'm so adjusted to the idea the Bears are never going to win anything that I've been trained to look at Justin Fields' mediocrity or perhaps in the range of being pretty good and say, that's fine, that's enough, maybe he's good, maybe he can be great. But even if I close my eyes and daydream of the most positive outcome that is possible for the Bears. I don't actually believe Justin Fields will ever get the Bears to a place where they're going to be winning Super Bowls. you got to have a quarterback who's a top 5, 6, 7 QB, and that may not be enough, especially in this era with Mahomes out there. I know AFC, but still. you got to have an outstanding quarterback. And that idea that, that different guests have presented, that notion just struck me. Who cares if the Bears win nine games or they win three? I don't care. And if you're the GM, if you're Ryan Poles, neither should you. Justin Fields is good enough to play in the NFL. He's not a bust. There's upside there. 
Caleb Williams can be a bust. I know a lot of people think he can't. He certainly can. If Trevor Lawrence can go to the wrong situation and fail, certainly Caleb Williams can. And I'm not saying Matt Eberflus, who's the head coach again, is Urban mired in dysfunction, who ruined Trevor Lawrence's NFL opportunity, or at least has derailed it to date from his brief time there. But it's not as if Eberflus is, is Andy Reid, okay? This isn't the Patrick Mahomes situation. So what the hell? Go for it. Now, there's a little bit of pause because you're, you're going to hear this. And, and, and in some ways, this reinforces that you can't make it Justin Fields because there are some questions and some concerns about what he can do and what he can be. The problem is when you've got Matt Eberflus, who was asked yesterday what he wants in a quarterback, because we're all trying to decode what it means, the message from Eberflus is right. It's the messenger that makes me nervous. I look at situations. You know, I look at the guys that can operate third down, two minute, um, in, in the end of the game situations. That, that to me is what se- that's a separator um, for me. Um, and then you look at toughness. You know, you got to look and toughness for a quarterback really is is about the mental toughness to be able to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball, um, and then also have the discernment to be able to move out of the pocket and create when it's necessary. So. Um, and there's, they come on all different shapes and sizes. Oh, different shapes and sizes. Thanks, buddy. That's great. Uh, part of the reason I, I wasn't Team Caleb Williams is because we've called, I've called Matt Eberflus on this show, Matt Eberlus the entire time because he just loses games. And I worry, and I maintain my worry, that Eberlus's presence as the head coach will increase the odds that Caleb Williams will fail. And maybe that is from 1% to 3%. I think more likely it's from 10% to 25%. But he does, Eberlus, who we'll call Eberflus in this brief moment, make a good point about what he wants and about clutch quarterback play, which is what he's saying, mental toughness, being able to execute on third down, being able to execute in, in high leverage moments. Justin Fields, in the fourth quarter in his career, among quarterbacks with 200 or more pass attempts, since, so that's since 2021, that's a real sample size, has a passer rating of 61.3. That's the worst in the National Football League. Over that stretch, he has 16 interceptions. That's the worst in the National Football League. He has completed not even 56% of his passes in these scenarios. Are you ready for Are you sensing a pattern, America? That's the worst in the National Football League. And so what has hit me, and I think what is probably sinking in for the Bears, because in some ways, fans and media, sometimes we can see things more clearly because we're not in the fog of war that Ryan Poles is in. He's in a great position. He's in the Poles position, if you will, uh, there, Tom. A little pun for you, America. It's a little early. It's, I know it's, it's early in the morning. It's hump day. I won't do it again. He's in a great spot, but he has to make the decision that will impact his career and his organization. It's just like those of us, and this certainly applies to me, that are great at giving other people good advice, like actually good advice, but it's hard to see it or take it for yourself because you're so close to it. Sometimes we, fans, media, can see things more clearly than the people making decisions because they're, they're, they're in it. And I wonder and I hope if maybe the Bears aren't coming to the same conclusion that I am, that they were trying to talk themselves into Justin Fields because the fear of Caleb Williams going bad, having a bad attitude, not being as good as we think, not having the tape transfer... Haven't gone to a couple schools. I know same head coach, but remember, Cliff Kingsbury was the advisor, and that to USC's offensive approach last year. That, for me at least, gives me some some concern and consternation. Matt Eberflus being the head coach, a lot of ingredients. Just the natural reality that a lot of QBs don't make it. 
Jared Goff was a sure thing when he got taken number one overall. And while it's kind of worked out, it's worked out basically for a different team with a different coach. And and I'm not interested in, in, in Caleb Williams being really successful in seven years for, for Detroit. I'm, neither are the Bears. All of those things have probably weighed on Chicago. And I think they're coming to the conclusion that I came to driving around yesterday, which is to hell with it. We've got a chance for ceiling. We have a chance for upside. Yes, Caleb Williams could not work out, but he could also be so impressive and so remarkable. All the talented buzz could actually be well-founded and, as importantly, could come to fruition because it also matters not just what you can do but what you actually do based on your circumstance that if you're Chicago, you can't pass up the chance. You, you can't. And I think that's what you're going to hear in this exchange. You're going to hear a reporter's question first with, with the GM of the Bears, Ryan Poles, where it sounds like as he contemplates the reporter's question about doing the right thing, if he goes the way that I'm starting to lean toward, I think you hear some acceptance that maybe Justin Fields is not the quarterback of the future in Chicago. If you decide to draft a quarterback, what is your motivation to trade Justin before free agency starts, knowing that there might be a premium on that? Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Man, that dude talks faster than I do. Like, slow down Mr. Poles. Uh, Zach Gelb had a nice <clears throat> take the other day yesterday, the day before, uh, on DJ Moore. And, and Zach, my colleague, does afternoons here on CBS Sports Radio. Um, had a nice take on DJ Moore and how he wants to play with Justin Fields and the concerns about, you know, if you trade Fields. But the, it was a really good take. The reality is you're not going to let a wide receiver dictate the quarterback you're going to take, and you're going to make the wide receiver play with that quarterback. And if you draft the right quarterback, if you're right, if Caleb Williams is markedly better than Justin Fields, DJ Moore is going to figure it out and be just fine. And if it doesn't work, DJ Moore being pissed off is going to be the least of your concerns because your owners are going to be pissed off and your fans are going to be pissed off and all of Chicago is going to be angry at you. And Ryan Poles will be moving out of town as quickly as he was just speaking there at that press conference. So there's a lot of ways that we can break this down. There's a lot of things we can talk about. I can give you all the stats on what Justin Fields has done. Three seasons with the Bears, 40 games played, only 40 passing touchdowns, 30 picks. I mean, go through it all. He's got 14 rushing touchdowns, but he's had doldrums that have made him look like he didn't belong, and he's had streaks and moments and highs where you think, oh, there's the dude I remember from Ohio State. Wow, this guy is legit. The problem becomes whatever version is real, and let's get into some nuance here, okay? They're both real, and a lot of it is the circumstances that he's in. If Justin Fields had been drafted by Kyle Shanahan and the Niners, He'd be a star right now, but he was drafted by the Bears, and there's every chance the Bears will ruin Caleb Williams. In fact, there is as good a chance they will ruin him as anybody because institutionally, culturally, they have been unable to succeed with quarterbacks, period, ever. Even McMahon, who won that Super Bowl back in the day, wasn't that good. That was the defense. Look, I don't like Jay Cutler at all, but the guy had an arm and had talent. He didn't succeed there. Now, he's a bum, but just a bum in the sense of play. Now, you know, I, don't, I don't know him as a person. You can make fun of Mitchell Trubisky now. You can. It's easy to do. But the Bears contributed to ruining Trubisky as much as Trubisky did. 
But Caleb Williams' future is not my concern as a Bears fan. And it's not Ryan Poles' concern in the sense of Ryan Poles isn't going to pass on Caleb Williams because, oh, man, if we do, that that young man has a 30% chance more of making it. You take the risk, you're going to ruin him. You take the risk, you have the wrong head coach. You take the risk that Caleb Williams isn't going to work out or even will work out okay and just be a version of Justin Fields, but now you're behind three years, and you go for it. You take the talent. And it took me months to get here. Months to, and it sounds like it took Chicago months to get here because there are no sure things. But here's a sure thing. Chicago has never had a quarterback good enough to alone carry them to greatness. And now we're in an era where that's a requirement. Justin Fields can't do it. And if you believe you're building a football team to win the whole thing, however unlikely that is, got to go with a guy who might be that dude when you know Justin Fields. Not at that level, not at a Mahomes level, or even if you want to be courteous, a Josh Allen level hasn't done it. A Lamar Jackson level hasn't done it. A Joe Burrow level almost has done it, but hasn't done it. Justin Fields will never get even to that level, and that means Caleb Williams is the answer. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. All right, so we're going to um, – I'm really interested in the thing you can't see that's impacting the Milwaukee Bucks. Easy to make fun of Doc Rivers. And by the way, it's a thing we should do. Truth to power, especially when that power is absurd. But there's also something else going on in Milwaukee that's worth your time and your attention and keeping an eye on as it relates to whether Milwaukee will or won't figure out what they're capable of. And Pretty Daddy gets a shot at a get-out-of-bum-of-the-week free card. Next here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Do you know who sent me a birthday message yesterday? Oh, we know it wasn't me. That was that was my second question. Do you know who didn't send me a birthday message? <laughs> you. Do you know who did though? I assume we're talking about someone we have, you know, a mutual friendship with. No, it was Ephraim Salam. I have a friendship with him. Wow. Yeah. That cut deep. Did it? Wow. Did that hit you? Wow. Wow. Okay. On CBS Sports Radio. Okay. So, uh, in listening back to that. And having the chance to reflect, I stand by it 100%. (laughs) 
That's my Adam Klug. Adam Klug used to produce me. We got in a huge, you listened to this on the air. We got in a huge argument once on the air. I really enjoyed it. He and Stuart Kovacs, who were there, did not. And it was pretty intense. And I saw it as a boundary-setting moment. And for someone that's now ascendant in my company, great work, writer. And um, <laughs> and I went home. We went home angry. It was a Friday, and he called me. My parents were there. And most people, when they, you know, have the preamble you're about to hear, apologize, or let's just get put behind us. Because it was a pretty intense moment that you heard as a oh, listener. Oh, yeah, I did. It's one of my all-time favorite radio moments, which says something about my personality. And Adam, who is one of my dear friends, he is, says to me, he is now, then it was different, says to me, we've been working together for f- three or four weeks, says to me, I drove home, not a lot of time to think about it, and really just reflect on what happened and my role in that and everything that happened. And, and I've realized, Bill, that I was totally right and you were wrong. <laughs> that... <laughs> It's amazing. So I was just, it was just, I was like, all right, bro, I'll talk to you Monday. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Um, that is my feeling toward you on that rejoin. I'm not saying I didn't deserve it, but it still hurt. It still hurt. All right, do you want me? I'm going to let you choose because it's a big moment for you. Do you want to just go for the get out of bum of the week this week uh, card free? I just really butchered that now, or do you want to do it in five or, five or six minutes, and I'll do a little little take here? No, let's get it over with, man. I All like right. you. I hate trivia, so, like, All I'm right. not going to get it. You can see me. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no. Skip. I don't want to do it. If you can answer exactly what I'm wearing. Oh, come on, man. Then you are not the bum of the week. A uh, 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 Barcelona jersey? Wow, that is such a crazy fail. I don't know. To those of you, obviously, everyone else can't see. I'm wearing a um, a, a soccer jersey with the number 10. It has uh, blue and white stripes that go up and down with the two stars because it's before Argentina won its third World Cup. It's the messy Argentina jersey. I honestly thought it was so easy. I was like, okay, I might, if I'm feeling like a jerk, I might make him tell me what the two stars mean. How do you not... Look, there's Bogus. He he would have gotten it. Does I this like him. does this automatically make me bum of the week now? No, you're just you you're just still in contention. But having forgotten my birthday, then I told you six times, you're probably gonna win. You're a huge Barcelona fan. I thought it was a Barcelona jersey. This doesn't look anything like a Barcelona jersey. Throwing papers now. I mean, if I had done, I don't know, the Netherlands, or or they just won the World Cup. Everybody's wearing these around America. They're everywhere. Get all the people Miami you won't jersey. Then I would have got it. All the people you won't speak to. Half of them are wearing this thing. <laughs> wow, you you know what? You and Damian Lillard have a lot in common. You're sad. <laughs> Different ways. The sadness there. Um, there is a lot of dysfunction going on in Milwaukee. And there's a lot contributing to that. Just the natural reality of bringing two stars together who are used to being the focal points and trying to figure out how they get in rhythm takes a lot of time. And Damian Lillard got traded to the Bucks in the offseason. Obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo is. I just did my new MVP ballot because I have one, and I try to update it sometimes. Right now, he's third on my list, but he's a top three, four, five player. I mean, he's, he's higher than that. He's a top player in the game. And those two guys figuring out that's one level of difficulty you gotta, you got to navigate. Adrian Griffin was there, but it really didn't work out. 
and they fired him at 30-13. and 13. That's a level of difficulty. Hell, Terry Stotts was the top assistant who was really close with Damian Lillard, and when Dame got traded, I'm sure he thought, oh, okay, Terry's there, my former coach in, in um, Portland. Terry walked off the job early, before the regular season. That's a point of dysfunction. Then they brought in Doc Rivers. He's a roving dysfunctional president all by himself. You got Doc Rivers throwing people under the bus, making it clear through his comments he's working with ownership. That means the front office is probably under a lot of pressure. And you just have ex- expectations to win. All right, so there's a lot going on. And they haven't figured it out. They're good. They've won some games. They're on a bit of a roll. But no one watches the Bucks right now outside of maybe my family and their friends in Milwaukee and says, that's the best team in the NBA. They don't look like Denver. They don't look like the Boston Celtics. They don't look like the Knicks have at stretches, especially when, when two of their three big guys were, were healthy and they'll be healthy again. They don't look like Cleveland, who apparently can't miss shots. Max Struess last night hit the second longest buzzer beater in history. I'm sure that's in, in buyer's sale later, later in the show. They look like a really talented, disjointed team, and into that mix of dysfunction is Damian Lillard, the human being. And, and I'm always interested in, the, in how people who are really into the numbers don't want to talk about the psychology of, of athletes, and how people who are really into the psychology of athletes never want to talk about the numbers. Because there's a lot of ways to try to assess the complicated factors that lead to teams succeeding or not succeeding. And maybe it's the sabermetricians don't want to talk about the one side and the human side folks don't want to talk about the numbers because it undercuts their their own perspective or their worldview. All of these things play a role. And we're going to hit all of them from time to time on the show and all the sports we talk about. But being a human being, being miserable, being sad, being lonely is part of it. And it can affect you. If you're unhappy at your job, it affects you. I'm an on-air person. I do a radio show. I've done TV shows. I know that I'm lucky and blessed to do it for a living. I get that I'm Peter Pan, but it's still work. And the shows that I've done with people I've hated or that have hated me or just the vibe has been bad are hard to do, even if it shouldn't be. And doing a show with Pretty Daddy is really fun, even if that shouldn't be. I like working with Tom. Being miserable sucks and impacts work. And we've talked a lot, I've talked to you a lot, or a little, about Lillard and how he looks miserable, how he said that he's miserable at times, going through divorce, all that. Great exchange, and great in the sense of it is insightful, and I think telling, not great in the sense of, yay, Damian Lillard, but really insightful interview with Sports Illustrated. This was Chris Mannix, too, who's really who's a, a very talented guy. I'm just going to read it to you. It's, it's, it's in a magazine, so there's no, we're not going to be able to play the sound for you. Tom wanted to recreate it, but it's too serious, so I'm just going to read it. Okay. Here's Lillard, quote, Being away from my kids is tough. In Portland, my life was set up. My mom was down the street. My brother was the other way down the street. My sister was down the street. My kids in school. Just my whole life was set up perfectly right there. It was a great situation, so just leaving that behind alone is a lot. And then you had the basketball side to it, and that is what it is, end quote. We can all relate to this, and some more than others. I, in order to pursue my career and to get where I'm sitting now, when my daughter, Madeline, was 14 months old, got a career life-changing opportunity to cover LeBron in the heat, but I had to decide in 24 hours, and I had to move in six days without my family for a year to Miami from Kansas City. Good dad, bad dad, I think I'm a good dad. I did it, and it was, it was crushingly lonely. So also I could pour myself into my work, but I, I've been there. It's hard. Okay. So Mannix follows up with, I don't want to overstate it, but it sign, sounds kind of lonely. Let me read you what Lillard said. It's definitely lonely because I'm such a family guy. My life is my family. After games, I would come out and my whole family would be back there. My kids coming out of the playroom. My mom, my brother, my cousins live there. You know what I mean? 
my best friends live in Portland. So I would come out. We would go to dinner. They might come to my house. After practice, I might go to my mom's house and just chill. That's how my life was. So, I mean, I'm fine because I'm grown, but it's definitely lonely. I'm filled up by those people. This is real insight. And athletes rarely act as vulnerable. Not just athletes. We are all trained, especially dudes, for this to look like weakness, when I think it's actually strength to be able to be this honest. But it's insight into what's really going on. So here's here's one last part. Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated follows up with, so what's your life like in Milwaukee? And again, not picking on Damian Lillard. Not only are all the things that he's saying true, he's a superstar athlete who's used to being catered to and being made to be happy by everybody in his life. And the universe revolves around him. It's one thing if you're Bill Ryder in 2010 moving to Miami and you're a little lonely, but it's also, okay, I also travel 20 days a month and maybe this will lead to something. I get to go back to my family in nine months and it's fine. It's not like when I walked out in Kansas City, Missouri and went to Harry's Country Club, everyone said, Ryder, like I was a cheers it's different for, for Damian Lillard. I mean, he has grown accustomed to the world revolving around him. So what's his life like in Milwaukee? Here's his answer. Quote, bro, go to practice, go home, watch boxing, play video games. Man, I type in, it's his website, fight hype on YouTube a hundred times and be praying for something new to be on there. Seriously, I don't have much of a life. But that's what comes with making a big boy decision. You got to be down for that and figure it out. And here's the point. When you're miserable, when you're unhappy, and if Damian Lillard is saying these things, there's a very real chance his misery is much, much higher. And remember, I know it's a lot that I just read you, but earlier in that interview, he said, quote, and then you add the basketball side to it, and that is what it is, end quote. If you ask your buddy Tom, let's just say his name's Tom, say his name's Pretty Daddy, make this up, how's your marriage? And he goes, it is what it is. Things ain't okay. If you ask your boss, hey, how am I doing here? Like, am, I, am I doing well? Am I going to keep my job? Are you guys happy with me? And they go, it is what it is. You need to look for another job at whatever job site you go to. Damian Lillard is miserable in the basketball. He's miserable in the personal. And I'm telling you, this impacts things. I've had GMs tell me so many times when teams hate each other, when guys don't like each other, when guys are miserable, it impacts everything. One reason the Warriors aren't as good as they, they used to be, and we're going to get to this later because I've been talking a lot, and because Tom botched the, the get-out-of-bum-of-the-week card. One of the reasons the Warriors are not the team they were two years ago is because of these sorts of issues. Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole didn't just ruin Jordan Poole and send him to the Wizards, where he's on the bench now. It also, as I understand it, impacted the way some guys in that locker room saw him and viewed him and the positive impact he could make. And that is separate from whatever's going on, and I don't know, and I'm not interested in Reddit rumors, but Andrew Wiggins, is, it's, it's understood there's something wrong there. He's not doing great. And it's impacted his play. And that was a pretty good locker room. With a higher ceiling, that Warriors team, than even this Bucks team that I know different factors won a championship a couple a few years ago. Damian Lillard's telling you that things are bad Milwaukee. And until he can fix that, the stuff that matters, the basketball is going to be really hard to succeed at. That's the way that it works for human beings. All right, 855 212 Four CBS is the phone number. Uh, Tom, I had a lot of time to think about it and the, the quiz that I gave you and, and the chance that I gave you and just like what that's like, must be like for you and the pressure. And I realized you're totally wrong. I'm right. You should have gotten it. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I should have gotten it. I should have. I, I have told that Adam Klug story 
many times on the air and off the air. I've never told it to Adam Clue. I tried once. He didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Hope he's listening. Love I you, mean, Adam. People will live their entire lives and never have a situation like that. I really thought about it. I did a lot of reflection. <laughs> Bill, you were totally wrong. <laughs> it was, and it was as you heard because you heard it. You heard it live, right? Uh, it was very jarring live. Was it good? Was it? Was it? It was. It was cool though, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, I I had to see how it played out. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, okay, uh, let's. I'm gonna. I wanted to talk, and I do want to talk about Draymond and Jordan Poole. They're playing each other. Let's do, we're going to move that to later in the show because we've got a little long ball, a little baseball magic. Not just what Otani did yesterday, but what it is really going to mean in practical terms and why Otani, even though he, remember, he will not pitch this year, this two-way star, do not sleep on his impact immediately on the Dodgers, even in this debut season for the L.A. Dodgers where he can't pitch. And we got a, a glimpse of that yesterday, and I'll explain it to you in a moment after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Buy or sell the A's should have a plan B's and C's. Sell. What? Come on, man. Oh, no. What are you doing, man? <laughs> no. No. That wasn't. Hold on, hold on. You heard it wrong. Let me do it again. <clears throat> <clears throat> Buy or sell the A's should have a plan B's or C's. Sell. Oh, my gosh, Tom. You've had that, better work than that. You've that might be work. the. Best I've ever no done. No way. No chance. So good. Oh, no, you're better than that. On CBS Sports Radio. There's a theme emerging, Tom. After reflection and getting to really think about it, I was completely right. <laughs> that was, although, I also screwed up something last segment, which um, our guy Trevor in Toronto, happy to point out on Twitter, you are a human taxi driver? Are there animals out there driving? Sharks? I'll walk, thanks. <laughs> Fair. Human taxi. Human taxi driver doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Oh. That's a great one. Do you want to hear something freaky involving AI? How freaky? No, no. AI I'm going to no, tell I'm you not. anyway. No. I'm going to tell you anyway. I didn't know that sperm whales communicate with each other. That's what they're called, man. Wait, 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 wait. I got a gift from you this morning that was a little That's different. That's why. That's why. Yeah. See, I thought it was a totally different reason. No. So apparently sperm whales, which are the largest brain mammal on Earth, 
and communicate with each other in some weird clicking way and have very complex, they're not called pods, but groupings and affiliations and clans and their clan, and they click, there's a belief that they, that they're talking to each other, right? That they're really, and, and I read the whole thing is very involved. So some AI thing has raised $30 million to use AI to try to crack the code of their language in the theory that someday humans could talk to whales, these whales. And the theory, and then there was a whole debate with, with philosophizers and other people um, whether or not it's a good idea. But the idea of first contact could actually happen with whales, not with aliens. It's pretty freaky. What would you, what would you say to a whale? Right? <laughs> hey. Same thing I say to humans on the street. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's a there's a large apparently contingency of I read this in the Atlantic yesterday, a large contingent of, of people, of experts, paleontologists, whale experts, whatever their fancy name is, philosophizers, who think that you shouldn't say anything. Do you really want to highlight the difference in the content that me and you are reading in our downtime away from the show? <laughs> what, are you reading anything? I got this gift from you this morning, as a gift I've never gotten from you before, of two whales. Two whales jumping in the ocean. I thought, this hey, is how we say hi to each other. Tom and I communicate with gifts. And, yeah, you know, pretty funny. Made me, made me smile. Made me smirk. And oh, I good. thought, I had a reason why you sent it. Wasn't the reason that you just <laughs> explained. What? Uh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. I thought those were humpback whales. Oh. Hump day. Not as you... sophisticated as your reasoning. But that really so, highlights the difference between so me as and I, you. So as, as I've discussed, I am a rageful waker. I'm mad at the universe when I'm up as early as I am. So I spend a lot of time reading about sports and drinking coffee, but not wanting to. I don't even want to see your name. I don't want to see your. You don't send emails that early, but I don't want to see anything from you. <laughs> And then at whatever point I feel emotionally able to, to talk to, I'm you for an hour, basically, the way you are all day. And then I would say it's around 5.50 my time. I usually send you a GIF, and that's my hello. Because you are, if people don't know, Tom is the greatest GIF communicator ever. Someday people will try to crack his language the way that apparently these scientists are trying to <laughs> crack whale cl clicks, <sighs> clicking. Uh, so, yes, I decided, because it was on my brain, I had clearly thought about it while I slept it was not it was not a humpback whale man I don't know if I would have smiled and, and laughed as much as I did then I mean di you didn't see coming probably the notion idea I was going to talk to you about first contact with whales nope that's not where my head goes man so Shohei Otani <laughs> you know he's a whale of a player <laughs> he's, he's clicking on all cylinders yeah yeah, on and fu fuego. That, right there, you know? that just happened. That just happened. Uh, look, we're going to talk, I think, a lot of Otani this year. He, he is, as you all probably know, one of the most mesmerizing athletes on earth. I think he is by far the most interesting player in baseball. And he, for me, goes beyond that, extends his the, the level of intrigue and interest and, and greatness extends beyond that sport, he is on a pedestal, needs a championship, but is on a pedestal of interest for me in a way that a, that a Tiger or a McGregor or a Rousey, remember when she was doing her thing in MMA, or I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting, you know, I think Wemby can be, I think LeBron has been, and it's not just greatness, it's that 
charisma of what they do on the field in the arena of competition. The guy's incredible. And now he's a Dodger. And the Dodger obviously, Dodgers are obviously dominant. They win the NL West almost every year. Uh, they have only won one World Series in the last, whatever, decade. I mean, they've only won a World Series, one World Series, going back to Kirk Gibson limping up and hitting that home run. But over this dominant run, which you could measure by Andrew Friedman's arrival a decade ago or a little bit, I think it would be a few years before that, they've only won a single World, World Series. And yet, Otani and Dodger Blue is going to be such a huge story, and it's going to be mesmerizing. He's not going to pitch this year because he had elbow surgery last September, October, I think it was September, but he's going to hit, he's going to bat. The guy's so good. And in his, I know it's spring training, but in his debut, in his final at bat, the dude went up to the plate and hit a ball. All the, they, they play spring training, training in Arizona for the Dodgers. He hit a ball to Florida. I mean, it was just, the guy is amazing. And he got, remember, he got this 10-year, $700 million deal but deferred almost all of it, trying to get skate around taxes, which the, the authorities here are trying to figure that out, but it's a lot of money. Um, he will not pitch this year, and he has an opt-out clause. If the owner sells, or Andrew Friedman, who is the uh, president of baseball operations, leaves the organization. And let me add this real quick. I've met Andrew Friedman. He's a nice guy. I once went into a random skybox in in Arizona in their facility to watch somebody interesting play spring training game because my then co-host Leanne Tweed is like, let's just go in. There's nobody in there. We sat out in a little... It was Friedman's. He came and we were so... Oh, sorry, man. He's like, it, it, he, he, was, he was like, it's fine. You can stay. Nice guy. Probably shouldn't have been there. Sorry about breaking and entering into your special space, Andrew Friedman. If you're Andrew... True story. If you're Andrew Friedman or any president of operations, what a genius move. Because how much leverage is Andrew Friedman? Andrew Friedman could just stop coming to work. No, I'm good. Are you still in Cabo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's May. We have game. I'm not coming. Because he doesn't want Otani to leave anyway. It's so brilliant. What a what a move. Um, also, Otani's arrival certainly helped the Dodgers land the latest Japanese phenom pitcher. Yamamoto? Is that how you say his name, Tom? Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Pronunciation King, Bill Ryder. That guy signed a 12-year, $325 million contract. And Otani, here's the thing about Otani that I think is insanity. The lineup of the Dodgers is going to be among the best we've ever seen. Let me just give you yesterday's 1-2-3, and I think this will be the way they'll do it. Sabermetricians, and that Freeman is that, and they operate. Dave Roberts does what he's told, and I'm sure he agrees. You put your best hitter two. I wouldn't do it. I'm old school. I remember when Mark Grace hit three. How sad for the Cubs. That was their best hitter. I love Mark Grace. Anyway, I'm going to get Mark Grace in whenever I can. Yesterday, Mookie Betts led off. Then Shohei Otani hit in the two hole. Then Freddie Freeman hit third. Let me, ju- let me just stop there. First of all, I do understand why you put Otani in that spot or a guy because you, you can't pitch around him. You cannot pitch around a guy in that spot. Every one of those guys has won an MVP. So you are going to, if you're an opposing team, by the way, the rest of the lineup is really good. This team is so good, they didn't want Cody Bellinger or Corey Seager. That's how deep they are. These guys they developed in their own farm, ah, that's fine. So Bellinger's making a bunch of money for the Cubs, and Corey Seager's, when he's healthy, and that's part of it too, is the best hitter for the Rangers, period, full stop. You're going to have to face Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, and then Freddie Freeman. 
And Shohei Otani is the best player of those three guys. And, and I'll go further. In this season of 2024, when he won't pitch, so taking out his pitching skills, he's the best player of those guys. They have inserted the best. I, and this was, was it Matt Snyder who said this to us yesterday? He thinks that, that Otani's ability to focus on hitting, to not be distracted by pitching, to not have to serve those two masters of baseball that no one else has ever done since Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth stopped doing it when he became a Yankee. And that's a long time ago. He thinks Shohei Otani's singular focus on hitting will mean that this guy's going to hit 50 home runs. And I'll go beyond that. Not, not just that. The guy is going to be an on-base percentage machine. He's going to drive in runs. He's going to score runs. He's going to steal bases. Hell, he'll lay down bunts. I mean, he won't very often because they don't do that in, in Saber matrician-led organizations, but he'll do whatever it takes to win. Yesterday's homer is just a sign of things to come. And Yamamoto, does he, his debut is today? Scheduled to debut today. Do you know what time? I'm actually going to try to make time for that. I don't, but I can look it up. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll let the audience know. He's 25. He's a right-handed pitcher. His fastball hits almost 100 miles per hour. He's a 99-mile-per-hour guy. And the Dodgers have a fine... Minus him last year returning. Fine starting rotation. There are some question marks. There are some guys that get injured. They will play guys. They'll go to a to a five, even sometimes a six-man. They'll go to a six-man rotation sometimes to rest arms. They're deep if if unreliable. What time is for, his first pitch there? Noon Pacific, at 3 Eastern. Let me ask you a question. This is so, super dumb to me. I heard this on local radio. Somebody was trying to make the case. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Somebody is trying to make the case that if you don't go to spring training, you're not a real baseball fan. And I was getting so mad listening to this because most people can't afford to take off their job and go to Arizona or Florida. Would you not agree that's a dumb thing to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm not as big a baseball fan as I used to be, but I've never gone to spring training. Yeah, not everybody is a trust fund kid, random radio person talking. But that said, if you can ever find your way there... Spring training is amazing for reasons like this. And there's an intimacy to the game. The players are chill. They'll come over and sign autographs for the kids. It's very laid back. They're all day games. The weather's beautiful. At least I've never covered never covered Florida spring training games. I've 100% covered a bunch in, in Arizona. It's worth doing. And I'd love to see a guy like Yamamoto. Maybe I could sneak into Andrew Friedman's luxury suite. And he was blocking the door, so I didn't know how to leave. He was nice about it, but I don't think he wanted me there. All right, let's talk a little hoops with our guy Jeff Zilgit next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.